Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family, straights and gays, I'd like to welcome you to the Modern Folk Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Chase Purcell. Hello. Modern folk, they make good friends. I'm just starting to figure it out. Don't lose yourself to loneliness because modern folk are all around. A beautiful young man. And he's spent most of his adulthood in the beer industry, and and uh, he's multi-talented. He's a avid cyclist and vinyl collector. He's also an Aquarius. That is true. I am all of those things. Today we're talking about beer and cocktail, and we're shooting the shit. Love it. Uh, we're sipping on a homebrew. Yes. Chase, you want to enlighten us with? what we're sipping absolutely this is a beer that i have been calling southern hemisphere psychedelia uh, mm. named after some southern hemisphere psychedelia bands that i really like listening to particularly king gizzard and the lizard wizard as well as tame impala um it's just all southern hemisphere grown hops uh, it's kind of a take on a juicy hazy ipa uh fermented with a norwegian farmhouse yeast to make the citrus pop a little bit more just kind of a nice yellowish color it's beautiful it's beer colored tastes like beer it's quite good i'm very rather fond of it tell me a little bit more about the process of how you crafted this yeah so uh starts with obviously recipe creation um and there's the main ingredients of beer i guess we can go down and let's go down that road teach me um so your main ingredients of beer are malt hops barley and yeast um, and so for this beer, the malt base uh, is particularly rather easy for the most part because it's going to be a more hop-forward beer. Uh, so you don't want the malts to really overpower anything that you're doing with your hops. So this one was just a basic two-row pale malt. Um, and then I did a little bit of flaked wheat in this as well. Uh, just to give it a little bit more body and a little bit more color. And I actually did a little bit of Vienna malt in this, just to do a little Ooh. bit of a different flavor. Um, I don't typically do that. I typically just do the simpler, the better on uh, malt bills, but I wanted to just add a little bit of something to this. So I threw in some Vienna malt. came out really good. Um, water. Uh, water is actually super important. I'm not going to go deep into the science of water, um, but we do treat our water in we got that in Omaha metro water. Yeah, the Omaha City water is Omaha City water, <laughs> best uh, in the world. And so we do treat it with different salts and things to get it down to the to the levels that we want. Um, we also use actually uh, we use acidulated malt as well to adjust the pH uh, rather than using like lactic acid or anything like that. So there is a little bit of acidulated malt in this too. Um, and then, yeah, so for hops, they are Southern Passion, which are grown in South Africa. Uh, and then right. Wakatu and Waiiti uh, hops, which are From both New grown Zealand? in New Zealand. Right. Um, and then yeast, this was, it's actually my first time using this yeast. It's a Voss Kveik strain, um, but it's a dry yeast, which I've never used a dry Kveik yeast before. Um, and it worked wonderfully. This beer started fermenting. About two hours after we pitched yeast, which is absolutely unheard of in the beer world. So, And the fake yeast you can ferment at a higher temp? Yeah, we fermented this. Uh, it sat around 85 degrees most of the time. Uh, we knocked out at 100 degrees. Um, this strain, all fake strains can really go anywhere from like 65 to 105. Uh, and you'll be safe, which most 
yeast strains have a much smaller window of where they operate in. Um, Quebec strains also typically, they prefer to be mistreated, um, which is kind of dark. Tell but, me more. <laughs> uh, but if you uh, underpitch, meaning you don't uh, give enough yeast into the beer where it can like healthily survive and grow, uh, it'll typically give you better flavors that way, uh, which is not the case with other yeasts. And then the same with heat. Typically, the higher temperature that you ferment at, you're going to get a lot more of those phenols and esters, uh, which in Quebec is typically tropical fruit, which you really want, whereas in other yeast strains, sometimes it's sulfur, which is farty and gross and not what you want in a beer. So um, especially for home brewing, it's super easy. You don't have to really care as much about your temperatures, uh, and it ferments super fast. Uh, it's like you can cut your fermentation time pretty much in half. Uh, from about two weeks down to as quickly as seven, usually about 10 days just to be safe. So That's lovely. And you've been hitting that vague yeast pretty hard? That's what Pretty you're... hard, yeah, especially on home brewing. Um, I've used it professionally brewing as well, uh, and it just makes everything so much easier, uh, but it's especially for home brewing um, because a lot of people don't have the setups uh, where they can control their temperatures as well. So if you are home brewing... You can use a lot of vague strains. You don't have to worry about whether or not uh, in your garage or your cellar is too hot or too cold. Uh, you can typically just let it go, and it'll it'll do its job, which is really nice. Awesome. Um, do you have any other beers you're working on? Anything in the fermenter tanks? Uh, nothing in the fermenters right now. Um, we did a West Coast IPA the day before we brewed this beer, um, and so we do have that on another tap at another location. Um, but there's nothing in the fermenters right now. Uh, everything is just in recipe formation right now, um, where we've got some ideas for some different things that we want to do. Uh, we're getting into that springtime where I would like to start doing a lot more saisons, grisettes, things like that. Um, mm. Just some lighter, crushable beers. Love I also saison. bought a pound of Saz hops so that I could just nice. have a house lager, house pilsner on uh, pretty much all the time. So we'll be doing a pilsner soon. And then probably uh, Saison shortly after that. Lovely. I'd just like to welcome you to the Modern Folk Podcast. This is episode number one. Uh, cheers, brother. Cheers. Clink. All right. I'll tell you a little bit more about the podcast. So I'm calling it Modern Folk, which is also the name of a little project I'm working on, an album of sorts. It just really made sense because Modern Folk is like modern people but also i want to incorporate music into this podcast so i think we're going to shoot for like an hour if we can do it sounds wonderful and then at the end of every episode i'm going to share a piece of music so i'm going to do uh probably this one i'll do one of my songs if i ever have musical guests or if you want to come back on and if you have some music i'll share that at the end beautiful and um yeah we're just hanging out. No topics in general. Your expertise is in beer or brews, and that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess about myself. Uh, yeah, I've worked in craft beer in some form or fashion for roughly 11 years now. Um, started out just in a craft beer bar, uh, bartending, serving tables, doing that. Um which is where I really got into the craft beer world in particularly because I'm a very picky eater. And so when I first started drinking beer, 
it was the first time that I really got to experience flavors mm, yeah. um, outside of chicken tenders and mac and cheese, right? Um, and so it really opened my world up a whole lot, like really fast, right? When I turned 21 to what you can do with beer. And yeah. I started homebrewing at 21 uh, and then uh, brewing professionally. It was probably five or six years later before that came along. But um, yeah, beer has been a huge part of uh, just shaping my palate uh, in a multitude of ways. And I'm a much less picky eater now. It's helped me to mm-hmm. grow in the foods that I eat as well. Um, but yeah, I beer has always been not just like a social lubricant, which is what it's mostly known for, um, but just a way to sort of like expand uh, the way that you perceive flavors and the way that you, uh, the things that you buy. Beautiful. Uh, did you have to refine the palate? Like IPAs right away? Did you enjoy them? I did not start at IPAs right away. I don't think very many people do um maybe now uh, now that you've got like the new england ipa craze yeah uh, where everything's just kind of like citrusy more um less bitter back yeah. when i was started drinking it was all west coast ipas double ipas the more bitter the better um and so that was obviously a little bit tougher to get into um do you know do you want to guess the first beer i ever had uh miller high life no actually <laughs> that would be way better uh, uh, uh the first beer you like legally had or just legally yeah first beer i ever had was probably bush light but (laughs) that was my my guess first beer i've ever i legally bought Uh, a guinness uh on the right track guinness is up there uh moose rule oh big sky moose rule was the first beer i ever bought myself i had been working at uh the beer bar i'm not gonna name drop them uh, for a while, and they had it on tap, and I'd seen a bunch of people order it, and I just <laughs> was Windy really City intrigued. Beer the bar. Windy City Beer Bar. Um, so yeah, it started with Moose Drool, and then uh, a six-pack of Blue Moon on my way home, uh, which I think I drank all of that night, and the rest is rock and roll beer history, as they say. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> That's wonderful. I believe I was... 17 when i had my first ipa and i did not like it (laughs) uh yeah it it was probably i can tell you the first ipa that i had i remember which one it is i don't want to name drop them either because i they're a sort of colleague of what i'm doing now so um but yeah disgusting hated it i've had it since and it was fine it was absolutely my palate and not the beer itself but yeah, uh, it takes a little bit a little bit more time to get into IPAs. But then once you get mm-hmm. into IPAs, that's all you want. Well, it's like the only way to recreate that flavor is to like drink it. Right, and, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just a good mouthfeel, and it's like there's no – I don't know. I, lo- I love IPAs. I do too. There's something I think uh, maybe not a great quality of the beer industry, but there's something about IPAs, especially back in those days, where it was like I can drink something that you can't drink. Yeah. Like, I like this thing that you find disgusting and that I'm yeah. superior in some ways because I like that. I don't like that side of it. Uh, but there is something to be said that it's like pushing your boundaries and mm-hmm. trying new things to go back on, like expanding your palate, um, pushing yourself in areas where you don't normally drink. I would say the same for me with like Saison's and things. Used to hate Saison's. Did not like anything about them. Now they're the number one thing that I want to order when I go to a brewery. Mm-hmm. I hope they have a good Saison. I hope they have a good Grisette. I hope they have something just like 
with some nice Belgian influence that or French influence. Ale. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What about other boozy drinks? Talk to me about the spirits. Spirits. Uh, spirits are wonderful. Uh, I also make cocktails uh, from time to time. I've done some private bartending events, cocktail events, uh, which are a lot of fun to do. Um, cocktails, the nice thing about cocktails is that they're instant gratification, right? I can wake up in the morning with a cocktail idea, and within yeah. a couple of hours, I can have gone and got the ingredients, everything that I need, and I've made the cocktail. And I know whether or not that's a good cocktail, whether it's what I want, how I would have changed it, and I can keep adjusting it throughout that day. By the end of the day, I can have a quality cocktail recipe locked down. Uh, where beer obviously takes time to ferment uh you know you put the best work you can into making the recipe but you don't really know how it's going to come out until it comes out on the other side where and that's where cocktails i think a lot of people gravitate gravitate towards towards cocktails for that reason also because there's a little bit more consistency in cocktails Mm -hmm. uh, old-fashioned pretty they do look pretty and an old-fashioned from one place is going to taste mostly the same as an old-fashioned from another place whereas an ipa from one place is may not taste anything like an ipa from another place um so yeah and with cocktails you don't have to worry as much about the ingredients that you're using um you know you can put just about anything as long as it's uh human consumption grade uh you can put it in a cocktail whereas beers again like there are things that you can't put in beers because of the way that the yeast will interact with it whether it be oils or peanut butter things like that like uh you just can't not that i would necessarily just put a spoonful of peanut butter in a cocktail but um you just have a little bit more variety of things that you can do with cocktails than what you can do with beer so yeah it's nice to have the other option too um not everybody drinks beer not everybody can drink beer Um, that's a good point yeah you know there are a few gluten-free options i would say the biggest issue with gluten-free beer uh, or being able to mass produce gluten-free beers there's not really a quality gluten-free base malt in yeah, beer which is sense. what the majority of uh you know your malt process or your malt in your beer recipe is and so a lot of people use sorghum um mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't like the flavor that that puts off um yeah. it's just a lot it, like almost more burnt and bready and yep it's not always pleasant and it doesn't lend you the ability to do certain traditional beer styles, lighter beers with that sort of base malt. So having cocktails um, and even non-alcoholic cocktails or mm-hmm. mocktails or anything like that is a great way to open up uh, to people that want the social experience of drinking uh, and either don't want the alcohol or don't want to feel terrible from having sure. consumed a bunch of gluten. Yeah. Some people don't like beer either. Absolutely. Just the, the taste of it. Yeah, those people... Uh... <laughs> They're not our friends. But... No, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm joking. I do have several friends that um, can't do yeast or they're allergic to yeast. Yeah, shout out to TJ. Hey, TJ. Shout out. First shout out of the podcast. Whoop, whoop. All right. Um, he does ciders and he doesn't do yeast, but I don't know. That's it fascinating. It still uses yeast, but right. maybe the filtering process... I think to get the clarity of a cider, they filter it more. Yeah. Uh, and in doing that, it takes the yeast out. Yeah, but that's understandable. I also don't know anything <laughs> about yeah. cider. I would like to know a lot more of the science behind what I do. And I do know a fair amount about the science, but I am by no means a microbiologist. And a lot of times people ask me these types of questions that I have no idea how to answer them. Um, I, don't under- I don't know the basics of yeast allergies. 
uh, or why people have them. Um, mm-hmm. But it happens, and not everyone can have everything. That's right. Uh, going back to spirits. So there's a lot of different spirits. There are. Is there one in particular that you uh, have an infatuation with? Uh, so I have a deep love for bourbon whiskey. Uh, yeah. I always have. Um, uh, bourbon or rye? I particularly like rye. Uh, rye is my go-to uh, going way back. I prefer to make any sort of uh, whiskey-based cocktails with rye. Uh, I make my old fashions with rye. I make my Manhattans with, with rye. Um, I just and rye, rye is a little like sweeter? Or uh, a little it's a little breadier. Less oaky? Yeah, it's a little bit. it'll typically be a little bit less oaky. It's a little bit breadier, um, sometimes a little bit sweeter. It just kind of depends on, on the... Yeah. You know, the maker, the distiller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really love a good rye. Um, I get into gin when the weather's nice. I drink a lot of gin, uh, particularly a nice Tom Collins. Oh, yeah. It's hard to pass Those on a Tommy nice Tom. Those Tommy C's. Those Tommy C's, they hit the they spot. They go down easy. Yeah. Um, and then I would say for like more random stuff, it's not really that random, but uh, I'm on a bit of an Uzo kick right now, which I don't know if you've ever had Uzo. Uh, no. What is that? Uzo is a Greek liqueur. Um, oh, yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't think I've had it. So it's very, uh, it's very anise, uh, black licorice. All right. Uh, oh, I, I have had it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the, like, Icelandic snobs that's very yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Very similar. Uh, it's very European-ish. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Uzo, I'm one of the weird people that actually really likes the sort of, like, black licorice flavor. I know not everybody does. It's very that uh, Jägermeister. I Jäger was my go-to shot for a very long time till right. I learned not it to do that anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but I still like the flavor, and it's really funny. I learned uh, recently the two things that I share with uh, my grandpa was that he loved Guinness and he loved black licorice flavor. So I don't think he did shots of Jäger, but he would eat black licorice. And he loved Guinness. And I love both of those things. That's wonderful. Um, I want to talk about gin for just a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I've had a, a, a weird relationship with gin throughout my life. Why is that? Um, when I was 17, I got really drunk. And I, like, puked a lot yeah. with gin. Um, but now I really like it. That'll happen uh, to a lot of people. I bet a lot of people can relate to that story. I did not enjoy gin until I was two years ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was 26. Uh, it, I would have flashbacks of, of that night. What, uh, what form were you drinking your gin in in the, in the interim between those two events? Of like you, uh, you, was I it just, just gin and tonics? Or you just re- you just avoided it. I just avoided it. That's fair. And I really like all the gin cocktails now. Yeah. Um. And I even like like just you know, uh, gin and tonic. Yeah. Something like straight. That's, it's good. I I like it. It was just that like juniper like, uh, flavor was, off putting to to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to know the different types of gin, like there's, I I don't really know, but there's like London and like yeah, so. Plymouth and <laughs> there's dry gin, <laughs> dry London dry gin. Which oh, uh, what's be, all the difference between them? You know, I would Juniper. love to give you a more exact answer on this, 
Um, I can tell you London, it's a lot of it's about palate feel and like sweetness that you're going to get from that. So London dry gin, obviously like anything dry, uh, it's not going to leave that sort of uh, wetness on your tongue when you drink it. Uh, it's just going to, it's going to be dry. It's right there in the name. Um, uh, does it have to have juniper in it? Uh, so all gin is juniper. Uh, that's the main flavoring in gin. Um, so but there gin can without, be any other. There can be other other things in there as well. Yeah, for sure. But gin uh, gin without juniper is just vodka. I see. It's essentially the same thing, uh, and then that you're flavoring sense. the gin with yeah. uh, that juniper. So you can also add, uh, you know, there's cucumber gin, which one of my favorites. Uh, Hendrix is cucumber gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you're you're still gonna have juniper in in everything that you're doing for gin. No, that makes sense. Is there a particular gin that you um, fancy? Yeah, so Hendrix is up there for uh, things that I'm doing cocktails with. I've had a gin. I had a gin years ago that I've never. I think I had it once, and I was like, "This is the best gin I've ever had," and I've never bought a bottle of it since then. I didn't see it for years. What is it? It's called. I think it's called Ophir or Opir. It's like O P I H R or O P H I R. Um, amazing gin. One of the best gins I've ever had. Uh, I also was fairly young at the time, so who knows? Maybe it's not that good anymore. But I don't know. Um, but yeah. So the other ones. Um, yeah, typically it's going to be Hendrix for myself. If I'm doing private events, uh, Beefeater is actually a fairly good gin for that the London price dry. point. Yeah, you're getting a decent quality gin for not a huge cost um, if you're on a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you like Negronis? I love Negronis. Okay, here's the question: Negroni, Boulevardier, which one's better? Negroni. Uh, I don't I'll know. I'll do a Negroni. I've I been throwing like, back Boulevardiers recently. I like a Boulevardier. Uh, Negroni. I do like a Negroni. Though. I love a good Negroni. Uh, Campari or uh, Aperol? Uh, Campari. I love Aperol, too. Uh, Aperol, we can do, once the weather gets nice again, uh, do the spaghetti oh, with yeah. some Aperol. Oh, yeah. Which so they only have, they don't have uh, Campari and Superior. They have Aperol oh. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I. I asked at the liquor store, and they're like, "What is that?" Yeah, uh, they're similar, but like Campari is Campari is so much more bitter than Aperol. Yeah. Aperol oh, is yeah. a lot sweeter. That I understand why the hobnob and Superior does not carry <laughs> uh, Campari. I can't imagine they would ever sell a bottle, but uh, it, they are such while being somewhat similar. They're such different products. That, yeah, because sure. I've done I've tried to replace. Campari with Aperol and cocktails before, and it it just doesn't it doesn't always work. Sometimes. Yep, they sure know me at the, the liquor store in Superior. <laughs> Shout out to the Hobnob. <laughs> Shout out to Hobnob. Um, yeah, I think I'm annoying to them sometimes because I ask for weird things. Um, oh, but I'm, they, I mean, they're interested. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, when I was bartending, somebody from Superior came into the beer bar that I worked at, and they were so excited at the fact that we had Guinness. And I was like, Guinness? That's not that rare, but also it shines a light on, you can't get, you couldn't get Guinness in Superior in 2012? (laughs) What world is this? Yeah. And it's since been, I've been to the Hobnob recently, uh, their they beer got a selection. Beer, that beer cave. The back beer there. cave is very good. It's nice. Is, is Hopnob going to sponsor this podcast? Uh, they should. Shout out. <laughs> they they got it. They want it. I asked for a dry vermouth once, and they did not have that. See, anything without sweet 
or sweet in the name. Uh-huh. I just feel like they're not I said, carry it. I want to make martinis. And they're like, all right, we got whatever. And then I was like, yeah, vermouth. I'm like, yeah, we got sweet vermouth. <laughs> and I was like, that doesn't work. <laughs> nice sweet wrong, martini. Wrong whatever color. <laughs> what about martinis? I I have a very this has got me in trouble with a good friend of mine once before. I know. This is a, a great just intro to cocktail conversation here. So shake or stir. <sighs> Let's hear it. Lay it on us. There is a very correct and obvious answer to this. Uh, yeah, no doubt. So everyone, when they think of martinis, they think of James Bond, right? Mm-hmm. And James Bond's famous line of ordering a martini, he orders it shaken, not stirred. And I will tell everyone, the reason he had to do that is because that's not how it's supposed to be made. He asked for it. He has to ask for it that way because it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. Martini should be stirred. Uh, so what you want in a martini is a very crisp, clear, you want to see right through it. Mm-hmm. And anytime you shake something with ice, you get little ice crystals that cloud the beverage. Yep. And so if you're ordering a martini, shake that like, layer on the top. Right. Absolutely. You get that like little, not really, it's not frothy, but it's yeah. like crystalline. It's like a layer of silky like almost, almost layer of ice. Yeah. yeah. And it's a cloudier uh, beverage at the end. It's not clear. Uh, and it's just, and it waters it down more. So if you're, either way, you're diluting mm-hmm. it, whether you're shaking or stirring. But stirring, you're diluting a little bit less. And ultimately, especially for martinis, it comes down to the ice crystals. Do not order a shaken martini, please. I I get it. It's what people think is right. And it's just it's, not it's right. It's wrong. Do you think James Bond, he's, he's a busy spy. Do you think he shakes it so he's got a little more room to drink? He's uh, it waters it down a little more. You know, I, he's that, doing spy business, and I don't think I think he doesn't want to be Bond drunk. <laughs> out shooting. That's that's a valid point. I don't think James Bond has to worry about. I think he's good. That man has the liver of the ten best people combined. He is never drunk. Why do you think he wants it shaken though? Just because be I think he's a contrarian. He just yeah. wants to be different. He wants yeah. to have a special drink that people know him for. And he does. Even though he's fictional, he does. Yeah. He really messed it up. He messed things up. He didn't. I think the writer of James Bond did not realize when they did that, that they were causing bartenders around the world pain for the next hundreds of years making shaken martinis. Mm-hmm. Uh, martini with gin or vodka? uh gin it's just again like we said earlier gin without juniper is essentially vodka so vodka martini you're not getting much of any flavor at all which if that's what you're going for is just like i want something to drink that is inoffensive and i can just put back and get some alcohol in me then go a vodka martini but if you want something that has some flavor something that you can actually enjoy you got to go gin yep i feel you there uh, have you ever had uh, potato vodka? Um, <laughs> I'm sure I have. I don't know specifically whether or not any of the vodka. I don't drink a lot of vodka. And I don't know specific. I don't have a brand of vodka that I go to. Tito's is what I buy when I do events. That's fair. Again, it's it's cheap and approachable vodka. And does Brickway do vodka? Brickway does do vodka. All right. They do vodka and gin and several bourbons. 
I hear the potato vodka is a little smoother. You know, I I would believe that. <laughs> but I don't I don't I don't know. I haven't haven't had a potato vodka, I don't think. Yeah, I I don't know if I have either. Vodka is my least favorite of the spirits, no offense. It's fine. Um so yeah. I don't uh have the same base of knowledge with it because I don't care as much to be honest so is there a specific cocktail that you uh that you like um there's a lot of cocktails tommy collins Uh absolutely negronis old fashions those are my main go-tos um i'm trying to get a little bit more into some like tiki cocktails and things like that just because again Mm. they're they're kind of popular right now and it's just a lot more flavor just uh, like coconut, like yeah, coconut, thai. coconut, pineapple, anything rum, rum based. I don't drink Ooh. a lot of rum. Oh, and yeah. So again, it's sort of That's like it's one. a way to open myself up to just a different style of cocktail and a different uh, type of liqueur, liquor. Because uh, I don't, and it goes back to similar to like you said uh, when you drank a bunch of vodka when you were seventeen. Uh, it was gin. Sorry, gin when you were seventeen. It was a. Uh, Gil's Gilby's gin and uh, you know uh, it's a good brand lime when you don't mix. know the name. Oh yeah, uh, this is in the Philippines. <laughs> oh god, and I bought it legally. <laughs> I bought that, and uh, yeah, I drank glasses of it. <laughs> I've heard that story. I did not know that was the same story when you told it earlier, but uh, I've yep, heard yep. stories about that's it. Thai in the Philippines. Yep, <laughs> that was a time. Yeah, but so. My underage, not underage, my of age, early of age drinking, uh, it was Captain Morgan. Oh, the UV, captain. UV Blue. Oh. The good old days. Oh, uh, man. And that was really it. UV Blue and Lemonades, <laughs> Captain and Cokes. And so... I get gag reflexes when I, I hear UV Blue. <laughs> I get gag reflexes at both of them. Captain Morgan now... Oh. Yeah. Captain and Dr. Pepper, Captain and Coke. It, and rum is so much better than that. Yeah. But, you know, Captain and Coke is just, it's the marketing for it was phenomenal. So you thought it was the only option. Yeah. Uh, It's also kind of how we grew up. So it hasn't been mentioned before, but Chase and I grew up in the same town. I've known Chase for most of my life. That's true. It's been uh, 15 years since we've been buddies. (laughs) At least. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. Probably my longest lasting friend. I would I, agree with that. That yeah. I stay in conversation with. Yeah, there's a uh, shout out to the beautiful town of Superior. There's not a lot of people that I stay in contact with. Um, yourself uh, yeah. being the primary one. Uh, my family, the other <laughs> primary ones. <laughs> you still talk to them? I do. I love them. Uh, they're wonderful people. Uh, yeah, I still talk to them. I saw three of them today, in fact. All right. Uh, but yeah, it, we have a very... You want to talk about the drinks of Superior? Oh, I feel like it's a generic I. Midwestern, no, generic Nebraska. That's true. There are a handful of drinks that everyone from the Superior region normally drinks. Yeah, I bet we could name them. I Bush bet we Light. could too. Bush Light. Uh, go ahead. Some, you, you do one. Some form of Canadian whiskey oh, and yeah. Seven Up or Sprite. My dad prefers yep. Springs. Some people prefer Windsor. Springs, that's a big one. Springs, Springs and Sprite, Springs and Seven. That's yep. a hot one. 
uh jack and coke i was just gonna say that i was gonna say it jack and coke's up there shout out to jack daniels uh-huh. uh a whiskey sour if you order that in superior nebraska that is with squirt a whiskey squirt and whiskey and canadian springs they serve that at every wedding you get a whiskey sour there's squirt in that <laughs> i was up in wisconsin and their whiskey sours do you know what it is uh it's not uh it's not even a whiskey sour it's with brandy so it's oh. their uh, Wisconsin sour or something. Uh, anyways, we were talking about it. Every place you went, like if you ordered a sour, it was with brandy and Seven Up, and they would put the cherries in there. And uh, yeah, it was always with brandy. It was like a whiskey sour. It was weird. I liked it. That sounds. I would try it. Mm-hmm. I like brandy. Yep, I had that curling uh, <laughs> bond spiel. Yeah. And it was an open bar all weekend. So it was like we would show up and I, we had games at 8 a.m. And you got to have a drink when you're out curling. Of course. And so we would go out there and they would make us a screwdriver or whatever. So like 8 a.m. I'm out on the ice pounding screwdrivers. <laughs> That's as you should be, which uh, brings up a question. What's your go to morning beverage? Oh, not. I that's mean, great. If you're drinking alcohol. It's a Saturday morning, Saturday, yeah. you know, maybe not 8 a.m., but 11 a.m. You, you know, don't have anything going on. It's got to be a mimosa. You're a mimosa man. I love me a mimosa. God, I do too. I do not like Bloody Marys. I, I don't. I, I, I enjoy them, but like, that's not my go to. It's a bit much. Yeah. I would like to have like a really great Bloody Mary uh-huh. like to with, my with name. Bacon. Well, that like that I can make, oh, like make for other people, but it just it's cold ketchup to me. It's, I yeah. I just don't. It, it'll I'll never like a Bloody Mary. What I, about red beers? I can't do red beers. Oh, that's a big one in Superior. That's a big one in a lot of places. Yeah, uh-huh. Superior's definitely one of them. Uh, I Red Bud Frosties. That's right. You get, you get a, a Dave's, frosty you mug. Get, you get a frosty you mug. Get a Budweiser and a tomato juice. And if you're my dad, you put a little salt and pepper in it. You Ooh. drink her up. I kind of like those. I wish I did. It's there's a lot of things I it wish I like. It is like drinking a uh, bubbly ketchup. Yeah, very much so. Hmm. I mimosas are great if I'm out brunching. Yeah, I'm gonna order a mimosa or a carafe or a pitcher or yeah. a bottomless, preferably. <laughs> At home. Yeah. What's your get to? That's a Nancy. Oh, a Nance. A nice basically, Nance. basically a mimosa. It's basically a mimosa. A white trash mimosa. It is. You get yourself a little pineapple juice, mm-hmm. a little light beer of your choice. Prefer Coors Light. Oh, yeah. Mix those two together. Oh, you get yeah. yourself a tasty Nancy. And you brought up Coors Light. Uh, what's your favorite dad beer? Uh, I've got a couple. Uh, my number I bet one, I could name <laughs> some of them. I bet you could name all of them. Uh, Miller High Life. High Life is up there. Coors Banquet. Coors Banquet is up there. There's two of my top three. Um, What's the third one? Oh, PBR. <laughs> Maybe. Three of my top four. Okay. <laughs> top four. Uh, let's see here. Dad beers. Uh, hams. I'm a hams man. Hams All is right. my number one. I Ain't love nothing wrong with the hams. There is. Little tall boy hams. Tall boy hams. Six pack for three ninety nine. Oh. What else am I supposed to do? Yeah. You got to get it. That's just a ticket to heaven. 
it's so funny so working in beer brewing beer a lot of times you get a lot of people that come into the brewery or whatever and they find out you're the brewer they want to talk to you about beer <laughs> and it always yeah. comes up it's like what is your what what beer do you drink most what's your favorite beer and sometimes you lie depending on who it is and you tell them either a beer that you make or you know just one of the best beers you ever had on ever for me is Sam Adams Utopias, one of the best beers I've ever had. Okay. Um, but other times you tell them the truth. And I say, in that instance, Miller High Life. Because it's the beer that I drink the most. And I do that because I don't want to always think about beer. I like my job. I like working in beer. I like being able to dissect things. However, at so 9 p.m. on a Friday, crisp. Miller High Life. I just want to drink a beer, and I don't want to think about what hops they put in this, and I don't want to uh-huh. sit down and dissect this. I just want to. That's the champagne of bottled beers, right there. Yes, it is. Mm. I've got a lot of good memories with that High Life. Don't we all? <laughs> um, I'm gonna take a little break, and so you're uh, looking a little dry over there. I'm gonna fill this cup up. Do you want me to pause it or do you want to? I think let's uh, let's pause story? it so that uh, Hobnob can throw their paid That's ad right. right here, and then we'll be back uh, shortly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this this podcast is brought to you by Bowtie Audio. Uh, if you are throwing a, an event, a wedding of sorts, uh, consider contacting Bowtie Audio. That's B O W T Y Audio dot com, and we'll be back. All right, and we are back. Good to be back. It's great to be here, live from the basement, <laughs> from the lounge. Boy, we've been talking a lot about booze. Yes, we have. Um, let's uh, shift that conversation. What's good, Chase? What the hell's going on? <laughs> oh, you know, on the very near horizon, uh, you and I will be going to a concert tomorrow. Yeah, this is the first concert I've been to in, like, the first legit concert in two years since covid yeah um i think maybe the no uh ali and i went and saw jack's mannequin ah uh, yeah but or andrew mcmahon sorry it was yeah. not jack's mannequin but uh yeah this will be one of the one of my first couple since uh post i don't want to say post pandemic because we're not post pandemic but uh in a while yeah yeah, and this is our our third time seeing a Manchester Orchestra. Yes, this will be our third time with the men of Manchester Orchestra. I uh, told people at work that I was going to Manchester Orchestra, and everyone thought it was an orchestra. Do you? I was going to say. I didn't clarify because I, I don't know. It was easier that way. The one that I get the most is, I, I'm going to blank on the name right now, who does that Christmas song? Uh, Manaheim Orchestra. Everyone, every time I say Manchester, my Orchestra, mom, they think Manheim. Always thinks I'm going to Manheim. They're like, oh, you really like that? Oh, one it's a Manaheim song. Steamroller. Oh, okay, but yeah, 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 yeah. My mom's always like, oh, I love them. They got that that one song, <laughs> right? Like, nah. I actually, I've seen them in concert with my mom. Have you? Yep. Who? Chip Chip Davis. I would love a uh, quick rundown of who all you've seen in concert with your mother, because I know it's oh. a great list. It's a great list. Wonderful list. That's a great question. Uh, let's start with the one that we went together. Yes. That was uh, Goo Goo Dolls and Matchbox 20 Which, in Kansas City. Uh, quick aside, when I was a kid, my two favorite bands, I always thought, why don't they just tour together all the time? 
didn't realize how the music industry worked. Mm-hmm. I still really don't, but I but they did was it. So glad back that they in twenty thirteen. Yeah, and Kansas uh, City. That was in Kansas City, and we met you there. We did. Boy, that was good. Uh, let's see. I got some other good ones here. Yeah, let's. You ever heard down. of Willie Nelson? I have heard of Willie Nelson. My I mom saw, and I went to Willie Nelson. Uh, that's actually another recent, uh, not post-pandemic show. Willie Nelson opening yeah. uh, for the Aper Brothers. Yeah. At Pinewood Bowl in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. All right. We got some other ones here with me and my mama. Uh, we went to Charlie Puth together. Charlie Puth. <laughs> don't know if I've ever told you that one. I don't think so. Uh, let's see here. Um uh, are there others that you know of? Uh, no, I was just curious. Uh, we went to Lifehouse together. <laughs> uh, what year was that? Oh, we went to Daughtry together. Daughtry? We, my mom and I, have been to multiple Goo Goo Dolls concerts. Was this Goo Goo Dolls featuring uh, hey, Daughtry? Yep. Daughtry opened. Uh, yeah. Uh, we saw uh, Plain White Tees together, my mom and I. The Plain White Tees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, we are avid concert goers. Yes, you are. Those are some. That's a interesting array. You bet. And I'm very proud of your mom for it. I. Oh yeah. Your mom's a wonderful person, and I love that she mm-hmm. would go to the Plain White Tees. Oh, she wants. I think Goo Goo Dolls are coming to the like Pinewood Bowl. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh, my mom really wants to go to that. Well, let's take her. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's recreate. <laughs> let's do it. Um. Snoop Dogg is coming to Lincoln on 420 on April 20. Uh, one of the engineers at Ranky, shout out to Ranky, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably can't legally talk about them, but <laughs> anyways, he's going to the concert. Uh, and he is 65, and he does not know anything of this Snoop Dogg. I'm sorry, what? Uh, he said that it seemed like a fun concert to go to, and uh. He was familiar with him, but uh, yeah, I think he's he knows about the marijuana. Oh. He joked that uh, it might be uh, hazy <laughs> at the concert. It probably will be. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't. I would also be surprised. What does Snoop Dogg do on 420 in Lincoln? <sighs> so I he had this got conversation. tour bus and just yeah the other day. Up. Uh, People asking why he would want to be in Lincoln on 420. If you're Snoop Dogg, weed is legal everywhere. It doesn't right. matter. Um, and also, like, he's probably going to get fucked up or just, like, not fucked up, but just, like, high. Yeah. And, like, why not go to a place that, like, that he's ne- maybe never been? Or And I'm not saying that Lincoln doesn't matter, but it's just, like, go to a place that maybe not the most demanding of shows. Right. That's um, true. He's not looking to put on a show at the Staples Center where he's got to be yeah. on his game, number one. Yeah. He's just going to enjoy himself. Yeah. You trying to go? You know, probably not. Uh, I think it would be a very fun show. Seems like an opportunity. We have a, I have a comedy show, uh, oh. John Mulaney, two oh. days later. Uh, Is that sold out? Uh, I don't know. It's a Friday show. That's in Omaha? Uh, we do have an extra ticket, though. Oh, on friday friday in omaha chi health center john mulaney 422 um technically it's josh's extra ticket shout out to josh who's uh like a shout out to j money 150 feet to my left right now in a different house but uh 
I can be doing this later. You want to shoot him? No, you should shoot him a text because he also said he wanted to call in a live question. Oh, so all right, you you should reach out. Um, I, I if it's possible, I'd like to go to John Mulaney. It's in my calendar. I think you should go. I'll be up for a Saturday. I'm DJing. Well, yeah. Let Josh know he was gonna bring his girlfriend, but she will be in Alabama. So we have one extra ticket. All right. We can cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got some concerts coming up. I do have some concerts coming up. Lay it on us. So uh, You got some good ones here. Well, like we just discussed, Manchester Orchestra tomorrow with Foxing, which I'm also very excited to yeah. see. Um, now, I haven't listened to much of Foxing, but I, I've, I went through uh, just, I don't know, yeah. their repertoire, and they, I... Uh, I enjoyed it. They had an album that came out last year that's pretty good. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, several of the songs on there. Uh, my favorite album album of theirs is The Albatross. Yeah, which I like that one. came out in 2014, so I don't know how much of that they will play. Uh, you know, their eight-year-old album, but uh, very excited about that. Um, and then Misha Kant, I think, is yeah, I saw the that. other one. I don't know much about them. Um, excited to see them, though. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah, coming up, uh, I've got... I'll be taking a long weekend trip to Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, where I will be seeing Glass Animals on a oh, Thursday. Yeah. And then on that Sunday at the same venue, uh, seeing Alt-J, which I'm very excited about. It's um, amazing. Two artists that I have wanted to see for a while. Alt-J, probably longer. Um, yeah. But I think Glass Animals might be the show I'm more excited about. Yep. Uh, Alt J, that's one I really want to go to. Still haven't gone. Uh, I've been to Glass Animals at Bonnaroo. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, very excited about those. And then uh, after that, uh, we'll be at Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Bon Iver for the concert. That's, that's the one. That's I am thrilled. Yeah, uh, I cannot wait. Bon Iver is number one on my list of artists I've not seen that I want to see at Pinewood bowl. That it's is magic right there. Glorious show. What a venue. That's awesome. Sponsored by Pinewood bowl. Yeah. Shout out to Pinewood. A lot of good memories there. Oh, a lot of great. Uh, what's your favorite Pinewood bowl show, man. You remember going to fun? It wasn't fun, but it was, uh, at Pinewood. Yeah. Oh, maybe we didn't go. I don't think so. I saw it wasn't fun. Uh, what's the lead, the lead singer fun? So, uh, Nate Roos. Nate Roos. It was he Nate Roos, but they did all the fun songs. Oh, they did? Yeah. Nice. And I Hozier. did not go to that. And Hozier. Oh, no, I was not there for that. That would have been a lot of fun. I did see, <laughs> uh, so I saw Fun on their first tour as Fun. I did not yeah, see. you like actually in KC? Yeah, in Kansas City. Yeah. They opened for Jack's Mannequin. Um, yeah, that was a, an, an amazing concert, right? That was a really That was the one where show. they lost the power? No, that was uh, uh, that was Jack's mannequin in uh, Omaha at Sokol, which uh, weirdly connected was not fun, but it was a band called Steel Train that was opening for Jack's mannequin at that show, which is um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Bleachers. Oh yeah, Jack Antonoff. Jack Antonoff. Uh, Jack Antonoff's band before Fun. Uh, so. It, it, there was a tornado. Uh, everyone had to go down into the basement of Sokol 
and Jack Antonoff uh, just DJed for everyone while a tornado came through. Like in the basement? In the basement of SoCal. It was um, a so wonderful experience. I don't want to break up the conversation, no, but we have it. a special call in. Oh, do we? This is from uh, Tyler Karate. It feels so important. One you second here. Quite Let important. me get my speakerphone working. This is oh. live, folks. By the way, this is uh, this is my good friend and neighbor, Tyler Karate. Uh, yeah. One house away? He's one house away. He's about 100, uh, 150 feet to my left right now. I'm here, too. And Josh. And Josh, who actually Jay we've already Money. talked about you, and I've already told the audience that you're 150 feet to the left right now. So sorry I'm I didn't good. say it where you could hear me, but uh, <laughs> you'll hear it in the podcast. Good, good. I'll be listening. I had a quick question for both of you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're a bunch of long-time <laughs> First-time callers. Um, if you had one folk artist to listen to for the All rest right. of your life, Wow, this is on topic. That's a wonderful question. Thanks for uh, calling in with that beautiful question, Josh. Uh, I'm not leaving, so I'd like to hear. I, you're not going to yeah. hang up on yeah, me. Yeah, keep like, him, keep I him honestly, I thought about hanging up on you to answer it, but uh, I'm not going to. Um, oh, man, one folk artist. So this is a folk artist that I have heard. Uh, I've seen live multiple times. Once with uh, Josh. Uh, I believe several. Uh, twice with Josh. Several times with you as well, Ty. Um, this is a, a young man by the name of Gregory Allen Isakov. Oh, uh, yes. That would probably be my number one folk artist uh, for the rest of my life. I think I've seen him five or six times now. He'll be coming through Lincoln, uh, or through Lincoln, through Omaha, opening for the Lumineers here soon. Um, yeah, what a wonderful artist. Um, yeah, Ty, do you have an answer to that? Man, I like. I want to I say Gregory Allen Isakov because that's, <laughs> that's great. I can't pick you or whatever. That's fine. Um, I don't have a one in particular. I'm going to throw out a few. I mean, Avid Bros, classic. Yes. Uh, I like Dawes. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like I believe we saw Dawes open for yeah. Mumford & Sons, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. At the Pinewood Bowl. Yeah. That was a that was a hot second ago. That was. Um, uh, Josh. Yeah, yeah uh, Josh. Special caller. If you, I, I know you're a huge Avett Brothers fan. Uh, you're in uh, the cult, as it's called. Uh, would that be your choice, or would you like to make a different choice? No, I'd probably make that my choice. Awesome. Wow. Thanks yeah. so much for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. That's beautiful. Uh, did, did Tyler have a question he wanted to ask, too? No. No, he says he's good. Okay. Wow. Well... You know, thanks both of you uh, right. for being next door and uh, letting us uh, hang out next door to you. Shout out to the boys. And uh, I'll probably see you here in uh, about 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, we're, we're enjoying some, some quality-made homebrews over here. Oh, we're enjoying some quality-made homebrews over here we as are. well. Same uh, brew? Yeah, no, he's, he's got the West Coast IPA over there. Oh, man, y'all, y'all need to bring a pint over here. Uh, <laughs> he hung up on us. Uh, so. That's fine. Wow. That's okay. That was right on topic. That was right on topic. Man, we love when listeners call in. <laughs> yeah, we do. This is the Modern Folk Podcast. And, uh, yeah. Cheers, brother. Cheers. What else is new in your life? Clink. Um, oh, I do want to talk about some uh, vinyl. Oh, yeah. Let's talk vinyl. So, uh, kind of going back to Manchester Orchestra. But you got, you got a reprint of, like, all of them? So, I had... I did not. I didn't have any Manchester Orchestra albums uh, oh. going back three months ago. I had ordered some Manchester Orchestra albums 
about 10 months ago that kept getting delayed. So you didn't have anything before? So I had nothing. All and right. then it was probably about three or four months ago, uh, I found at uh, Homer's Black Mile to the Surface, uh-huh. which is a really great album. Bought it. Absolutely. So I got Black Mile. Um, I got Million Masks of God when it came out. I yeah, take that back. You had that one. I bought Million Masks, Masks of God as soon as it came out. Um, uh, everything. So then I, the ones that I ordered were Mean Everything to Nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm Like a Virgin Losing a Child. And uh, the third one was uh, Simple Math is the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then Absolutely. I, when I got those, I was like, okay, I have all of the Manchester Orchestra albums. And then I was walking through Vinyl Cup and I saw they had Cope. And I was like, oh, uh, I forgot uh, that that album existed. So yeah. I bought Cope as well. So now I have all of them. Oh, the you had Bad Orchestra Books? Albums. I did have Bad Books. I had Bad Books 3, which is not my favorite Bad Books. Mm-hmm. Bad Books 2 is my favorite Bad Books. I would love to get that. Uh, what do you think they're going to play at the concert? A little bit of everything? I don't think they'll play Bad Books. Um, uh, yeah. Because they don't yeah, have Kevin Devine. Sure. I saw, we saw Manchester Orchestra uh, touring with Kevin Devine. Uh, so they played some Bad Books. Right. I don't think they'll play Bad Books. I think it'll be a lot of Million Masks of God. I think so. Uh, obviously the most recent album. They haven't toured since then. Uh, some hits, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, you know, Pale Black Eye. That's what I'm. That's What's the number one song you want to hear? Mine's probably Pale Black Eye. Oh, I mean, just the classics. I can feel a hot one. <laughs> I can feel a hot one would be wonderful. I've um, got friends. I got friends. Yeah, I've got friends. You and I and Josh. Shout out to Josh. You just called in. He'll be at the Jay show with us. Money. Uh, I'm sure we would all rock out to that. Yeah. I can feel a hot one taking me down. For a moment, I'll feel the force. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna cry. I'm. Oh, I'll cry too. All right. We'll hold each other. <laughs> yes, we will. Uh, do you have any shows coming up that you're, uh, just Boney Bear. Yeah. That's the only one I got tickets to. And then you're a busy man. You're doing a lot of music on the weekends. Yeah. That's, that's the trouble of DJing weddings. They're on Saturdays. I'm doing 33 weddings this year. That's which is several quite a few Saturdays. Yeah. There's only 52 <laughs> <laughs> last time I checked. Yeah. It's, that's okay. But. Uh, no offense to my clientele. I love them. They're amazing. A lot of fun. But I'm slowly trying to get myself out of the wedding industry. For sure. Maybe uh, do some more shows that are live music. Maybe my own songs. Stuff like that. Yeah. Which ties into modern folk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I want to DJ. I have a lot of fun DJing. I want to like DJ my own beats and stuff. I know. I want to do like festivals. Yeah. That would be amazing. You know, my mission statement for Bowtie Audio is creating happy memories through music. And that's what it's all about. And that's what it's ever been about. I make money with it, but I only ever buy things with it. Uh, I don't make a lot of money with, with that yeah. side gig. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm trying to be very pure with that vision. And if somebody reaches out to me and they book themselves with another DJ that I know, or they say we went another way and they like mention who it is, then I'm happy. I'm thrilled. If they're, if they're having happy memories, that's perfect. Yeah. That is what I want to do. Creating happy memories is beyond just me booking and like making money. It's a beautiful vision. Uh, these microphones are brought to you by Bowtie Audio. Bowtie Audio. If you have a wedding coming up, Bowtie Audio. It's a well-produced podcast with some subpar content 
Oh, we hope you enjoy the, the quality of the sound. High quality microphones. If you want to hear that high quality sound, tune into Modern Folk. I'm going to try to do this every week. I'm going to do rip one out every week. Uh, are you going to plug uh, who your next guest is? Do you have somebody lined Ooh, up? Oh, I got some. I got some in the books. Okay. Uh, I got my DJ, Jack Rodenberg. Nice. Who is a... Uh, he is he hosts a segment on KZUM, oh. the radio, and he DJs for Bowtie Audio, and he has his own music. I'm actually seeing him tonight, uh, Ferocious Jungle Cat. Yes. Uh, at the Zoo Bar. Big fan. Uh, so I'm gonna try to get him on. Um, I got some other people in the books there I'm trying to get uh, Dr. Anderson <laughs> talk about some bugs. Ooh, I would love. I would listen to that. Uh, I that love would actually Dr. be Anderson. a fun one. Uh, Maybe yeah. sip some brews while we talk about science. I think he's also, uh, if you're listening to this, Doctor Anderson Troy. <laughs> yeah, what a voice for radio too. Absolutely. Oh, he would just be a pleasure to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Jackie Orreda. Uh, okay. She deliberates the news on nebraska public media to like npr Uh, i listen to her every morning and i have talked to her about this and she is on board so uh i don't know we'll shoot the shit with jackie maybe she's like she actually knows how to talk to (laughs) through a microphone so yeah that would be kind of fun i could ask her for some tips um yeah just uh i got some scientist friends uh, slowly, I want to make this into a somewhat educational podcast. This was highly educational for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, some other qualities of the podcast. I only want to do this in person because I want to feel the uh, spirit of my guest. Yeah. There's something. And I don't like Zoom calls. Yeah. And it just kind of seems like I have some somewhat high class friends or people that I know that might do it but they live elsewhere and I'm not into that unless I come to them or they come to me. So I'm also not doing this for like views or anything. It's mostly just an excuse for me to hang out with people. It's so I was thinking about this earlier today and I think you would agree. Uh, you and I back two years ago when we both lived in Lincoln, we would uh-huh. go on these Sunday bike rides. Oh yeah. We would throw on some music oh. and we would just talk. We would just some talk of my about best memories. Exactly. And that's what this feels like. It's 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 an excuse to have a conversation with somebody that you love and respect yep. and uh one that is not just facade or just the outskirts yep. of hey, what have you been up to lately? Something that's a little bit more in depth and uh, just a little bit more personal conversation. Yeah. I want to get my cousin Mark on the podcast from LA. That would be a fun one. I would love oh, to listen yeah. to your cousin Mark as well. I'd love to meet your cousin Mark. Oh yeah. I'll get you on the podcast too. <laughs> yeah, you want to take some uh, questions from listeners? Uh, oh yeah. I thought you'd peppered those in already. I would love oh, to take some questions no. from the listeners. No. All right. Let's do this. Um, so we, uh, we got a few listeners out there and, uh, you know, we got quite a few questions in. Uh, honestly, I'm not really impressed with the quality of the questions, <laughs> but we're going to try as well for me. We're going to try to go through a few here. Um, we'll go with some of the easy ones here. Uh, you're, you're probably going to know who these came from. <laughs> Dennis is asshole. Why Charlie hate? Uh, because Dennis is a bastard man. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Can you name, or do you have top five secondhand serenade songs? <laughs> 
can you name five secondhand serenade songs? No, I cannot. I can name uh, Fall for You, and I know there's a second one that I used to know, but I don't anymore. Yeah, that's been oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's been a, a lifetime ago. We had a listener. This is from a, a Mr. Hank. Oh, the question is: If I drink enough Zipline, will I start to look as good as you two? Oh, Hank. First of all, you already look better than yeah, both of us. Yeah, I know the answer to that one. It's it's somewhere around zero to one. You drink, you throw back one zip line, you got us beat. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Hank. You don't ever worry about that. You're what an attractive man. And also, just drink zip line. You can do that too. Yeah, yeah. Good looking man there. This one is inappropriate. It's referencing the the size of your genitalia. And we can skip it if you'd like. Uh, you know, we're here. <laughs> the The question is, how big? <laughs> and uh, you don't have to answer it. You know, if you do, we prefer metric. <laughs> I I don't know the conversion. Uh, That's so fine. I don't think I can somewhere around a foot. <laughs> uh, this is a question: How do you make time for hobbies with all the world's distractions? I feel like that was kind of pointed at me, but you're also busy and yeah. That's an excellent question. Thank you, listener. Um, how do you make time for hobbies with all for of those hobbies. distractions? Uh, it's difficult. You know, sometimes you just got to shut it out, uh, shut off technology, put yeah. your phone down, um, which yep. I'm not always great at. That's my that's my answer because I don't like really watch TV or I don't have a TV. And I feel like that gives me an opportunity to do other things. Yeah. I think it's tough living in a city, too, sometimes. Um, yeah. And especially in the colder months uh, in the Midwest, it's hard to get out of your house when it's zero degrees and you end up just watching a lot of TV, sitting on your phone. As we've had some like nicer weather, I, I like to just go sit outside. Um, Ty and I both like to hammock. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Bike a rides. great time to sort of uh, compartmentalize your thoughts and, and think about what things you are giving the appropriate amount of time and energy and what things you aren't. Um, and it'll help to sort of like, as you go back into that world where you are with your technology or you're at work all the time, you've at least had that time to like, think about what it is that you want and you can do a better job of posturing yourself in the direction that you want to go. Yeah. I love that. Um, just to like bounce off of that, I live out in the middle of nowhere, which kind of sucks most of the time, but it also gives me an opportunity to work on my projects. I always keep a lot of irons in the fire, and so it might look impressive that I'm doing a lot, but really it's like I've been working on these for quite a while. Even like this podcast, I've been thinking about it for quite a while, and uh, I've been putting together equipment for like years, and now it's just happened to happen, and uh, I'm just going with it. So I go with the flow and put myself in a good position for opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Get outside. Oh, that's the secret. Part. Get outside. Absolutely. Oh, this is a good segue to this question. This is actually maybe this is the best one of all of them. This is an actual real Not question. Not to judge all of you listeners, but yeah. this person has the, the other question. questions were they were okay. <laughs> so, Chase, where have you personally found the most happiness? Oh, that is a very deep question. Yeah, and that's not fair because I've I read that and I've had time to think about that. That's a lot to ask. So. Um, I don't know if I can tell you where I found the most happiness. I don't think I can pick one thing, but I can tell you, uh, 
the things that give me a lot of happiness uh first and foremost would be friendships like i i'm an amalgamation of the people that i know and so yeah anybody that likes me it's because of the people around me that they like me uh i would not be anything likable without the people that i surround myself with um so it's other people relationships that's also been a very hard part of you know the pandemic and everything i'm a very social person a lot of the time uh, i'm a weirdly like anti-social social person i like being around other people yeah even if i can just like be in my own bubble uh just seeing other people and being a fly on the wall uh so yeah, uh, other people, the people that I surround myself with, uh, definitely, definitely give me happiness in a lot of areas. Um, thinking about you know the future of what I want to do and who I want to be and who I want to grow into uh, is what I spend a lot of my time doing now, which also does give me happiness. It can sometimes be stressful, but um, just thinking about the things that you want the most in life and and try to trying to create a plan to achieve them. Uh, that gives me a lot of happiness. Uh, exercise. Yeah. Uh, something that I never five years ago would have thought brought me happiness. Yep. Exercise. Getting those, out. Those moving. bike rides. Bike rides we've been on. Absolutely. That's my happy place. I agree. Yeah. Those going on a bike ride, having a conversation with a friend of mine. It's my, my top three, you know, talking about life with a friend, riding a bicycle. I think that's a good, that's my happy place. That's beautiful. I love that. For me, it's being outside, being in nature. If I can be in nature where like there's no man-made structures or anything, that's where I find peace. So like up on a mountain, hiking, just out around where I grew up, we have pasture and I can just like go out there and like walk around and I I just feel like I'm just in the earth. Yeah. And that gives me peace. So that's my that's where I find happiness. Yeah. There is something uh to be said about being in like the pasture land of Superior and just feeling you know I feel like being downtown Omaha or downtown in a major city, you're surrounded by these skyscrapers and I love it. It's a beautiful it's artistry, it's architecture, it's amazing. Yep. Uh but I feel so much smaller when you're surrounded by just this vast pasture land and nothingness yeah, that for like sure. reconnects you to the earth in a much different way that I really love. So yeah. I, yeah, I would also like looking at the night sky out at my place. There's no light pollution. I just live in the middle of the country and I break down when I see that sometimes, like sometimes I'll see the Milky way and it's just like, how, how can I be worried about things or like, how can I be mad? We're just this like speck out in the middle of nowhere. Right. It's beautiful that nothing has meaning in that way. I just yeah. get overwhelmed when I look at it. I love it. We're weirdly fortunate to have grown up with that. Yeah. We take I take that for granted. I do too. I love it. My yard light burnt out and I'm not gonna fix it because I walk out and it's like I walk out in a sea of stars. It's there's no disconnect from me and the cosmic menagerie. Well, let's talk about booze just a little bit more. Okay. Uh, if there was one type of beer that you had to drink for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Desert Island beer. Desert uh, Island beer. That's it? 
So no, this I've had this people have asked oh, me. So, what's your saying, desert island beer? What's your what's, desert island? If yeah. you could only have yeah. one beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? I thought you had like a, a brand name desert island beer. Oh, I'm like, no. I gotta try this. <laughs> well, we might we might after this. Well, let's uh, brew it. Yeah, let's make it. Absolutely, let's make desert island beer. Um, I always used to say the answer was Guinness. I don't know if I would say that anymore. Um, uh, keep talking to me. I'm gonna pour myself a little drink. You should. You uh. Entertain me. Okay, I'll I'll try my best. Uh, One beer for the rest of my life. Is this a beer... uh, If we're going beer styles, you know... To whatever. There's nothing wrong with a a good quality lager. If I can shout out my friend, um, if there is one beer that I could have for the rest of my life, it would be any beer brewed by uh, my friend Keith... Uh, and your friend Keith, shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith, uh, the best brewer in the state of Nebraska, if not the entire world. Uh, I would love to have a grisette by Keith, uh, or a saison by Keith, or anything that he would make me for the rest of my life. Uh, what a phenomenal human being! And a Amen to that. Brewer. Yeah. Amen to that. Hmm. Uh, I'm still pouring a drink. You got it. Any other thoughts here? Uh, I've got a lot of thoughts. None of them uh, can make it onto the airwaves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be somewhat appropriate. That's true. Um, no, I don't. I don't know if I have any other thoughts. What uh, What thoughts do you have right now? I'm just thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have you here. That's what I. That's what my thought should have been, and it is now. Uh, you know, what a, what a phenomenal friend, uh, honored to be viewed as worthy as somebody Uh, worth talking to. There's no other person for podcast number one, Chase Purcell. That's where it's at. Get this one out of the way and then the better ones are yet to come. Well, I don't know. You'll be back on. I hope. I hope so too. We got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. Uh, you've been playing guitar? Uh, I've been on a small guitar hiatus. Because um, your fretboard? Because of my fretboard. Uh, but I would love to get back into it. That was my New Year's resolution, as you know, was to pick up my guitar every day. Um, so you can imagine the sadness I felt when I picked it up and my strings were buzzing. So oh, We'll get her straightened up. We better. We'll get her sounding good. What else you got going on tonight? Just hanging out? Just hanging out. Uh, probably hanging out with the neighbors who called in earlier. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, that's that's really about it. You're uh, you're going to go see uh, Ferocious Jungle Cat at the Zoo Ferocious Bar. Ferocious J-Cat. Miles Jasnowski. That's right. Shout out to Miles. <laughs> Our good friend Tyler who <laughs> called in earlier. His classmate, schoolmate. I don't know if they're in the same grade, but they went to school together. Yeah, probably not the same grade, but... Shout out to Aurora Public Schools. Yeah, Aurora <laughs> Public Schools. Producing Miles Jasnowski and Tyler Karate. Tyler C. Well, Chase, I think we did it. Ty, I think we did it. I think we've got a good quality hour in there. Yeah, I think we kicked some ass. I think so, too. Uh, for all our listeners who have made it this far, uh, cheers to you. Yeah, you are the real MVP right now. Yep. 
This was fun for us. I can't imagine how interesting this was for you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed some of it. Uh, yep. And if you're sitting at work right now, um, have a good day. And uh, yeah, uh, Chase, any last words here? Yeah. Uh, have a good day. Have a nice uh, drink of your choice when you get off. Um, That's right. And, you know, Chase, what's the meaning of life? Oh, that is a what's your meaning of life? Friendship. That's it. Just friendship. Beautiful. Couldn't say it better. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Modern Folk Podcast. Cheers to you, folks. Cheers. Be good to one another. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Folk Podcast. This was episode number one with Chase Purcell. I can guarantee it only gets better from here. Uh, before we leave, I'd like to share with you a piece of music. This is a song that I wrote in 2019. It is a silly song about me wanting to leave Nebraska. This is called Nebraska. Los Angeles Doesn't seem so far away Maybe New York Have you cleaned your gutters? I need sunshine to brighten up my day, perhaps in Philly. Is it true what they say? Oh, Nebraska, it's not you, it's me. I just need someone and new scenery. Oh, Nebraska. I sure will miss your skies, but they don't keep me warm at night. So maybe Portland, you're my kind of weird, or Denver, so I can grow out my beard. I hear in Texas, Lone Star State's not so lonely So Austin, suppose you got room for me Oh, Nebraska, it's not you, it's me I just need someone and new scenery Oh, Nebraska, I sure will miss your skies, but they don't keep me warm. And someday I'll be high, a butterfly over states. You'll be sitting next to me on a plane. I'll say, hey, that's Nebraska, where I made some memories. Or maybe I'll never leave Nebraska It's not you, it's me I just need someone and new scenery Oh, Nebraska I sure will miss your skies But they don't